0: Friends, welcome to another episode. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about some happy news. Mm -hmm. And then we dive into some actual BS.
1: Yeah, of course. Addressing the BS of the day. But we start off with um, Kim and Kanye. Yeah. And the new uh, baby they entered into the world.
2: Right.
0: And talk about some other happy news and happy things. And we go into um, our special segment of uh, Men Suck. Men no, and we, shit. men ain't shit. Is the new <laughs> title
1: that you gave it so so eloquently? Yeah, because I just
0: <laughs> couldn't do anything else. And we talk, we go really in on Aziz Ansari, and specifically even more so about um, just kind of the nuances of like dating and sex and mm-hmm. all those things that are really complicated. It
1: is very complicated. It's so complicated, it's, and it's we don't not, have the answers. It's really gray, yeah. especially in Aziz's case. Yeah, and so at length, we we parsed that out a little bit. Yeah.
0: And I still don't feel, like, satisfied no. like with it. Because I think there's just so much still up in the air.
1: Yeah. I and it doesn't feel great. A lot of soul searching for everybody to do.
0: Yeah. Let's educate people better, folks. That's I yeah. think that's the at least the least of the takeaway. So we really dive into that for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we move into basketball. Um, we talk about how the Cavs... Tailspin. Just what is going on with them.
1: No clue. Lord knows. Please help
0: us. <laughs> And then we talk about the fight,
1: the Rockets and Spurs, or the, sorry, the Rockets and Clippers. I was gonna say the Spurs. No, Spurs didn't do that, please.
0: It's a gentleman's <laughs>
1: game. No, the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah, we. That was a wild time.
0: Yeah, and then uh, we. Uh, so we go into that for quite a bit because we kind of tackle it on some masculinity issues mm-hmm. uh, with that. I think.
1: It's a lot going on there.
0: Absolutely, and then we kind of ended off with. Uh, rectifying a wrong about Kareem.
1: Yeah, we've been lying to people unbeknownst to us for right. quite some weeks.
0: Right. But we corrected our wrong. We talked about some dope people. So be sure to follow along. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into this show. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dablin' Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. We're gonna... <laughs> we're, okay. Hey. <laughs> we're gonna talk about a lot of nonsense. And I thought because we're gonna be talking about a lot of nonsense, we should probably start the episode with some happy things.
1: I like happy things.
0: Yeah, just things that are happy. Because we're gonna talk about some bullshit.
1: Well... Towards the end. Men. But yeah. yeah we'd be fucking up. Yeah. oh yeah but what are the good things
0: some good things that have happened today or happened recently um kim and kanye had a baby girl via surrogate today that's cool very cool congratulations to the family to north and saint to the kardashian west clan i guess just the west clan because Mm. i think they're just west
1: Is, is that what they're doing wait is it kim west
0: Yeah, it's Kim Kardashian West.
1: Oh, there's a hyphen, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the kids are taking on the West?
0: I think so. Sure.
1: She's got a brand to protect. Yeah. They're fresh. They can get whatever.
0: Northwest? I think that's what...
1: Well, Northwest, for sure. North Kardashian West would throw it off. Yeah. Um, Okay, that makes sense.
0: I think it is North Kardashian West. I don't know. Okay. Um, Whatever. So congratulations to the family. They were having troubles getting pregnant so or had and I think the doctor said that she would be at risk mm. if she got pregnant mm-hmm. because of how bad her other two pregnancies were. Mm. Um, so they opted for a surrogate and really glad that they had a baby. Yeah. And, yeah. A su- and she's apparently is healthy and happy and looking forward to know what the name of the baby is too that'd be interesting
1: the name of the baby Mm -hmm. oh wait because saint is the second child yeah this is the third
0: this is the third
1: oh wow they're building a squad yeah i didn't i lost track yeah Uh, okay
0: yeah you're also the person that i just had to tell about the hawaii missile crisis (laughs) that happened
1: but to my credit (laughs) i faked like i knew what you were talking about no you didn't
0: you did so poorly
1: i thought i was pretty good yeah not really (laughs) It, I should
0: give you more credit, but I'm not going to. I found
1: that it didn't work that I repeated the exact phrase that you gave to me. Yeah, to no, like,
0: it didn't work at all.
1: The Hawaii <laughs> missile thing, of course.
0: Yeah, we should totally talk about that. <laughs> I'm just like, you have no idea what what we're saying. You are full of shit.
1: I'm just glad everyone's safe.
0: Yeah, so that's I guess another good news. Everyone's safe, even though someone effed up real badly. Listen. Someone's getting fired.
1: Listen, in a drop down menu that offers you a missile threat versus a test missile threat. I mean, those could get pretty hairy, the difference well, between the two.
0: Apparently now they have a two-step authentication before they send a threat like that. A
1: multi-factor authentication? Yeah,
0: exactly like All how right. we do for like work emails and you know, other various <laughs> things. We're going to send
1: you a six-digit passcode, <laughs> re-enter this. I know, I mean, right? that's a safe way to do it, sure.
0: Yeah. Um, second thing, uh, the Obama ladies were in Miami Beach this past weekend.
2: Yeah, they
1: were.
0: And uh, they looked amazing. Michelle Obama, 53 years old in a white bikini top and white shorts. I was like, "Damn, girl.
2: Damn." The
1: f- the feature topics on this cast will not <laughs> permit me to comment on the appearance of the Obama ladies. They
0: looked You can say they looked
1: beautiful.
2: They, they looked, looked very nice. They looked stunning. Right. They
1: looked in good form. Right. Everyone looked healthy and happy. Everyone looked just solid. Well put together, just everybody <laughs> solid. was solid. That's what
0: that's what women like to hear that they look because that makes it sound like they're
1: made out of rock, right. right? Okay, maybe not solid. They looked graceful, elegant, and and just
0: and they looked like they were having a good time on
1: MLK life. Day.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is good.
1: Those and you know yeah. what,
0: MLK, what a guy. I'm just glad that we get to celebrate his birthday. You know, it's his birthday and Washington's birthday. That we, only, that we only observe as national holidays.
1: No one else's birthdays.
0: No, not as a national holiday
1: mm. that we
0: get a day off for. Some people. Some people had to work, but... Um,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Washington? Yeah, first president. Because he United. was the first. Yep.
1: No other reason.
0: No other reason that I know of.
1: I guess he did a lot in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Because I feel like in current trend times, Alexander Hamilton should have his own day, but like...
0: Right, because of like... Because of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah,
1: pretty much a musical. And then
0: I think we'll probably have a Lin-Manuel Miranda day. Lincoln didn't get one? I don't think Lincoln's birthday is a national holiday.
1: That's interesting. No, I don't think it is either, but I feel like if there was any... The Mount Rushmore guys... I feel like Jefferson,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Lincoln, watch me mess this up, George Washington, and Teddy Roosevelt are the guys on the. which I don't know how Teddy got on there. Oh, so apparently
0: Lincoln's birthday is considered a state holiday in some states. Illinois. Well, duh.
1: Right. Yeah. Hello. Y'all would take off school for any damn reason.
0: First of all, you be jealous, because we're the land of Lincoln.
1: Uh. Eh. Our st- what is your state nickname? Land of Lincoln. That's your, that's yes. your state nickname.
0: Yes, the land of Lincoln.
1: You like that name, do you?
0: Sure do. It's
1: pretty, Lo- pretty lousy. <laughs> <laughs> We're the show me state. Okay. My state. Sure. I mean that's pretty. Sure. That's you pretty sh- brassy. You know,
0: in this day and age, when men show a lot of things that they shouldn't be showing. Well, back
1: then it meant something different. <laughs> It was a given that people were walking around showing their penises. It meant show me something else. Show me courage. Show me proof. Show me pride. Show me proof. No, huh. you're showing me your dick. Well, that's everyone's walking around like that.
0: No, that's just men. That's just a patriarchy. Yeah. Any other good things happened mm, before we move on? I'm to I'm sure, but I in your life in the in the life of the world.
1: Yeah. No. I I feel I feel totally good. And oh, I did watch Paddington. The first movie. The movie I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. I've not and watched you, it. People would say, "Why are you watching? Yeah, a, a kids movie, as a grown ass adult." And I would say, I had a hankering for British accents, oh. and I used to watch Paddington the cartoon, and I read the books mm-hmm. as a kid, and so my inner child was telling me, "Hey, let's watch it." This new Paddington two is coming out, but you haven't even seen Paddington one. You should probably check that on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did with some popcorn, and watch... The good thing about a kid's movie,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you forget this. It's been a while since I watched one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kids have short attention spans, right? Right. They're so always like short. It's,
0: so it's always exciting, It's too. like
1: 75 minutes. It's really? Not even, it was probably an hour and a half, but it seemed like an hour and 15 minutes. Wow. It just went super quick, because you know the parents don't want to be there,
2: yeah. and
1: the kids, you, you can't get last, their attention. Yeah. So, like, to do a kid's movie requires not as much time and effort
0: no it requires a lot of time and effort I'm sure to animate it to animate it but you're saying to watch it, it well, does not
1: it requires less time to animate a movie like that than it does to create a two and a half hour drama true you know it's a different so, kind
0: of it's a different kind of work hours yeah for sure yeah when it comes to the voices the animations the whatever you know green screening whatever there's a lot going on
1: sure technical stuff is all there my heart was warmed Aww. and i'm going to go see paddington 2 when it's out i think and it's so, out right now is it okay well then i'm gonna go see it and i'll be that creepy guy in the back just like all the kids are <laughs> watching you it should,
0: maybe you should bring you know a child a child with you
1: i'll go find a child to bring <laughs> with me so that. that'll be less creepy sure. yeah
0: that'd be less creepy <laughs> just wanna... find a child on the street
1: i'll go during one of the later hour films past their bedtime so kids won't be up at that hour <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that's, that's good with me right now. Yeah. Anything with you?
0: Uh, no, not really. I mean, life is good. Sweet. My, my dog lovingly looks at you a lot and makes, it makes me feel really uncomfortable.
1: Mm. Where do he you go?
0: He's underneath you. Oh, He's, right.
1: He's sitting at my feet right now. You yeah. can see under the table. Yeah. Yeah, where he always is. Yep. Don't be jealous. I'm sorry. I right. just
0: don't understand. I feed him, I just don't understand.
1: I already mm-hmm. told you my hands.
2: can with you.
1: Are large enough to encompass <laughs> his whole head. Right. So it's just, it's comfortable, mm-hmm, and like it fits mm-hmm. his head snugly. But mm-hmm. it's also like a little element of danger. Mm-hmm. And your dog, I think, is a little bit into that. So is that's a little bit like his mom. That's worth <laughs> worth exploring. I think.
0: Like his mom, like feels secure, but like
1: also likes a little danger. A little danger. It's yeah, a little healthy. She's,
0: it's also she's a feminist, but uh, she's. Also kind of terrible. She's a feminist,
1: <laughs> but I want to feel a little scared.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is why
1: I'm still single. <laughs> we're derailed. Oh, God. derail, Back on the tracks.
0: Back on feminism. <laughs> Can we talk about how many shit?
1: Again. Always. Is there a week where we're not messing up? I feel like you, you all are doing nothing but shaming us lately. We do well, good stuff, too. Why don't
0: you just put your shit in your pants? And, uh like, uh, don't make us do things we don't want to do. Don't make us feel uncomfortable.
1: Well, there are gray areas, right? Sure. And so recently, yep. I feel like we're talking about yes Aziz Ansari. Yep. The latest and most brownest person, <laughs> frankly.
0: Yes, he is the most brownest. Sorry, Which we didn't way- get into. Yeah. Ugh, that's like another two hours in, a, in I'm, our cast. I'm ready to go in there, but
1: he... um So I saw the article that came out recently.
0: Yep, from Babe.
1: a young woman, age 23 now, but she was 22 when she met him. I think so. I think you understand the story better than I do. So he met her at what, like a party gathering, get-together?
0: I believe it was like the Golden Globes or one of the awards ceremonies from last year. Um, So Babe.net, which is... Like, I've never, I've never heard of Babe.net in my life. Um,
1: I get whatever. all my news from Babe.net. Sure you do. <laughs> it's a viable news source.
0: I'm sure. Um, so it was at the 2017 Emmy Awards. Um, she was 22 at the time, yes. That's what the, the yeah. article said. Um, they kind of exchanged numbers. Like, they kind of had, like, a... a Camera. Yeah, they had a camera reason why they, like, it was a cute meet cute, if that makes sense. He like,
1: had a vintage, like, he had an older camera. And
0: she had it, too. And she had
1: the same one. At first, she talked to him and was like, oh, nice camera. And he, she said that he could not care less. Right. Was like, yeah, thanks, whatever. I don't care. Right. And then later, he didn't he say saw that, But, like, he was just
0: kind of like, yeah, thanks, and, like, moved on. Yeah,
1: and then he noticed, oh, wait, she has the same camera.
0: hmm
1: Oh, and yeah, then, like glanced through,
0: like throughout the night, like you mm-hmm. know when you're vibing with someone, right. like that you've never really met before, like you just met and you're just like, oh, I kind of think I'm kind of into this person. Like uh, you know,
1: like when you're at the Golden Globes and this <laughs> person has like the this same the, vintage they were at camera the Emmys. She- They
0: were at the Emmys. No, but- I'm
1: sorry. I, I mean, it was a Tuesday, so I oh, was you thinking... Were- um, I would be at the Emmys, you're right. Right, right. So, and, you know, I see someone and they have that camera. And I'm thinking, man, where'd you get a Canon AE5? Because mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one with a Canon AE5. Mm-hmm. So A vintage. Vintage. And so you ask what side of Brooklyn they live on mm. and all this stuff. And so they exchanged numbers and said, hey. They
0: chatted. It was flirty. Mm-hmm.
1: So he was reading Positive Vibes. This right. person's engaging. Mm-hmm. And then, what well, he took her to dinner. right. She said he was a little hasty in getting the check.
0: Yeah, he told her what to wear as far as, like, what the vibe of the place was going to be. was, like, like something chic. Excuse- okay. Like, what to wear, like, hey, the place we're going to is... Um, a little
1: upscale. Yeah. So don't mess this up for me. Don't embarrass me.
0: No, I don't think that's like, was her intention. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find what he actually said it was an oyster bar in like the West Village area. Um and oh cocktail chic was the dress code he gave her. Okay, Um, but
1: wouldn't you want to know that if you were going someplace with someone? Well so this
0: is my problem with this article. Um and I'm gonna say it outright. So some and because it'll show in my voice. Um there's certain details of the the in the article that just made the victim, Grace, Mm. uh, I'm sorry, the survivor, Grace. Not her real name. Yeah, it's not her real name. um, Looked like kind of in like a, I don't know what's the word, but it made her seem kind of like whiny. Mm. um, And I 1000% believe everything Grace said, like how she felt about what happened, how she felt, how violated she felt, all of those things. I am not at all disagreeing with that what I am more upset about is Babe.net's like just misuse of journalism in mm-hmm. a way. It just, I feel like they painted her to, cause it, they talked about how like he gave her a dress code like for cocktail chic. And I'm like, Okay, I don't like it when guys tell me what to wear, but I also know if I'm going to like a really upscale restaurant, yeah. I shouldn't probably come in jeans. Yeah, so like, I, I appreciate like if someone's like, hey, I'm, we're going to a nice spot, so like dress nice. Yeah, I don't
1: want you to feel out of place. Yeah,
0: like I've definitely had guys tell me that, and or I've said it to guys like, hey, we're going to a nice spot, like yeah. make sure you dress nice. So I'm like, okay. So I read that and I was just like, okay, but whatever. Um, they also talked about how he like ordered white wine for her and how she like prefers red wine instead. And I'm just like Jesus. I'm just like okay. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't love it when guys order for me, but all right, like
1: I'm more of a red kind of girl, right? Well, and I'm just that's like beside it's beside the point,
0: right? And so I was I was just kind of like taken aback by like that like conversation around like oh he like I prefer I didn't get to choose like the wine I prefer red, but
1: because it feels like they're stretching the.
0: Right, so they were trying to paint seas to be this guy who was like very controlling and whatever, that mm. he wanted to hastily get out of there um, and then go to the... Um,
1: his apartment. His
0: apartment in Tribeca, which is yeah. in the same building as Taylor Swift and other big prominent people in the area. Right. Um, so, you know, and they kind of go through their night, and, you know, one thing leads to another. Like, they're making out. She's on the counter. He... Performs oral sex on her, and then she, but the whole time she's like feeling really uneasy about it. Um, she's giving like clearly nonverbal signals of like that she's not into it. She even says that, "Hey, like let's slow down or whatever." And he's like, "Okay, cool, let's chill on the couch," and they do. And then he kind of, like, in his own aggressive, like Aziz Ansari manner, like has like points to her his penis and like she performs oral sex on him and. They make out some more and whatever. And then he they eventually, like, she leaves um, and he calls her a car so that she didn't go. And she said she was, cried the whole way home. And she texted him um, a long text of, like, you know, I clearly, she said, um, like, Aziz texted her, said, hey, I had fun. Uh, it was fun meeting you. And all they said, fingers crossed for some solid shots. Or, like, she just, Aziz said something. And then she says, hey, Aziz, nice meeting you too. I hope you have some good shots on the role because like, he was probably doing something for Master of None. Um, last night. Oh.
1: Or no, the camera from the Emmys. Good shots on your role from the Emmys.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, last night might, might have been fun for you, but it wasn't for me. Um, uh, last night, my, oh God, this is like not adjusting well. Mm. Sorry. Uh, last night might have been fun for you, but it wasn't for me. When we got back to your place, you ignored clear nonverbal cues. You kept going with advances. You had to have noticed I was uncomfortable. I just wanted you to take this moment. Ugh, come on, I just want you to take this moment, um, to make you aware of this behavior and and how uneasy it made me. Really have, really think back to last night. You may have said it's okay, only fun if we're both enjoying it, which is, let's just chill, which is something that he said. Uh, But within moments of that, your fingers were down my throat. You're putting my hand on your dick continuously. It's like nothing changed even after I expressed that I'd like to slow it down. Sorry, guys, it's kind of blurry to read, so that's why I'm um, reading it really weird. Um, It may have seemed okay, but I didn't feel good at all. All day I've been playing it over. I'm realizing how much it affected me. I want to make sure that you are aware so maybe the next next girl doesn't have to cry on the ride home. Good luck on your something. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: Whatever. And then he responded with, I'm so sad to hear this. All I can say is it would never be my intention to make you feel to make you or anyone feel that way, you describe clearly, I missed um I misread things in the moment. I'm truly sorry. Mm. And it kind of just ended there. Um, I just have a lot of feelings about this because one Aziz is a brown guy, like a Desi, South Asian brown dude. And it was like devastating to hear that, like, oh, one of like my brothers did this, right? Hmm. which the reality is, he's not immune to it like this can happen to freaking anybody Mm. and the other thing i was just like i read his book bad romance like he has profited and benefited from this being this nice guy and really understanding women and understanding social cues and dating in this modern world Mm. and he himself couldn't read a freaking room right and not to, like, again, Babe.net's, like, article itself, like, is very detailed. is pretty graphic. But I just think it's problematic the way that they presented her because there's a lot of people giving her this girl a lot of, like, a lot of criticism for, like, why didn't you just leave? Because a lot of people have been just putting, because I can tell you how many times I have had instances where I've been in a guy's apartment or I've been in the situation where, like, he clearly wants more and I don't. And trying and like stopping that, and I have just stopped it, and I've walked away, or or I've given myself. I was given the opportunity to do that, mm. um, so a lot of people have been being like, I can't tell you how many times guys said, "Oh, let's just chill on the couch," and things led to X one, and things lead to like yeah. potentially rape or other like much, you know, like really scary, uncomfortable, and damaging things, right? To
1: her credit, didn't you say when he offered for her to chill, like chill on the couch, she sat on the floor? Yeah. Yo, she read one of the most telltale signs in a guy's language. When he says, let's chill on the couch, mm-hmm. that means let's not chill. Let's like Netflix and chill on the couch. Right. You know? Right. And she's like, oh, I'm going to chill on the floor. like
2: Yeah.
0: I think that, yeah, I think she made... Yeah, either way. Um, but, you know... I just... What?
1: I know someone who has a friend... Uh, This is like four years ago I mm-hmm. met them. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she years ago, mm-hmm. so this probably in her storyline, it was about 10 years ago, she met Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. In this the is, before this he, is before he was like blown up, blown right. up. But like on the come up. Right. And she said, yeah, I went on a date with him. And he was really creepy just to be on the he's, date with. But his, like that's a, his vibe. Yeah, he's like, just
0: like a weird, quirky dude.
1: He's quirky and weird. And for him... As with a lot of guys in that description, it's not easy to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's harder necessarily for anyone who's not... Um, y- you might have a hard time just reading a room, as you said, mm-hmm. or reading someone's signals. And so it's hard to know where to stop and how to like navigate those things. I don't... I'm not... And witness, this is, I'm not very much like Aziz, and so I don't know. I can
0: never see you being this. I can never see you being that awkward.
1: Well, I don't. Yeah, I think he just he socially. More, it's yeah. he's better on stage. Like he knows how right. he can put his vulnerabilities out there. But in a room one on one with someone he is interested in, right? I think he probably has a difficult time navigating that, and so I could see where his behavior was too aggressive because he couldn't like, read it
0: right and the thing is like he didn't necessarily do anything illegal right like he didn't right rape anybody
1: so what a lot of the conversation is now
0: and this is what makes i think this is what making a lot of men uncomfortable there was an atlantic article that i didn't read uh, but that kind of talked about um that just, like i just like men are really uncomfortable how aziz is being portrayed because he's this nice guy he technically didn't like. She consented. She did give him a blowjob. She, you know, she did. Oh wait,
1: she did go down on him. Yeah. Oh.
0: She, but th- but that's the thing. Like you, so like ah. there's women as well as men now and I'm people. Now I'm
1: more in the gray.
0: Yeah, like there's people who are just like, why? She could have just said no. She could have just. Put I stopped, stopped a jacket reading and walked away. I
1: stopped reading when he like put her on the counter because yeah. he was about to give her oral sex, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this article is about him being not in the right state of things. So right. I was like, I didn't keep reading because I thought, oh, I know where this goes. She like brushed him aside, said no, whatever. Right. Um, I, I mean, didn't know she did a blowjob also. So yeah. I'm like, man. Uh.
0: Like she did make out like, like, I mean, there was, right. it seemed consensual potentially. Right. And so, and I think for women, for us to just be like, have the empowerment to say, No,
1: that's hard. Yeah, that's
0: super hard, and you're asking a 22 year old to say
1: that. That's hard when you just. I mean, I uh, mean, they're
0: connecting during dinner about NYU and about comedy and about the business and all. He thinks
1: everything's going well. Right. She kissed him, made out with him. He did oral sex on her, then she did oral sex on him, Mm -hmm. and it's then hard to then look back and say, oh oh and then she comes back and says that's just it wasn't consensual it's like well i just got a blowjob right you know and it's like we're making that. and and i didn't
0: force that upon you right like at least but like he's this nice guy and like it's making nice guys feel uncomfortable like did i do this to someone did i make someone feel uncomfortable and a part of me is like you may have and you need to sit with that and that's and that's like something men have to deal with if they're, with their fragile ma- with your fragile masculinity. We have yes. so many
1: other things to do. Do we have to? Do I this? literally hate you. <laughs> well,
0: but then we as women busy. also need to, you know, be okay to be like no, and like safely be able to do that, right? Like I think if she, I think if I was in her position, I would have said no. I would have walked away. I would have do- I could have done all these things. And that's the problem with this article is that it is so the way that it is written and portrayed makes it makes it really personal for everybody because I can tell you how many times guys have asked me oh let's chill on the couch or you know who has you know told me what to wear or ordered the drinks for me or whatever like you know it's just like oh that and that and then that led to x y and z so it's everyone's putting their own personal take on this sometimes and kind of steering like not looking at what actually happened at the end of the day this woman was sexually um there was sexually assaulted or have had and aziz had sexual misconduct in all of us yeah like there's no there's no steering away from that and people need to get over it
1: sexual misconduct
0: i mean i would some people would say it would be assault too because she didn't want to do it and he made her
1: yeah. Because sexual maybe. assault doesn't
0: have to just be intercourse, right? It could be
1: This is and this is all alleged. Like yeah. he's saying, Yeah, he- there was some interaction and I'm sorry for what how she felt from what took place. Mm-hmm. But in the moment it doesn't sound like he thought it was what she thought it was. Yeah. You know, she says it may seem have seemed that way, but as it may have seemed that way to you Aziz, but after I reflected on it, mm-hmm. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So it's like how she thought about it after the fact.
2: No,
0: but but during the whole thing, she felt that way too. Right. But, but she just didn't vocalize it.
1: Right. She said nonverbal cues. Right. But then I got a blowjob out of it. But she also so, said,
0: whoa, let's relax for a sec. Let's chill. Let's slow down.
1: Yeah, that's not, no. That's like relax and slow down. If I take that very literal, it means we'll get there, we'll get to the stuff, but I want, like, foreplay or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how one could read that. Yeah. If you felt like everything leading up to that for the last two to three hours was you all vibing and connecting right. on all these points of commonality, your cameras, your hipster stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you go back, this person accepts an invitation back to your place, you're hanging out, you make out.
0: So you, my question to you is this, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, things are vibing, so you're assuming this person may want to continue this further. may not be actual sex. It might be a right. little bit of making out. It might be, it could be oral sex. It could be, it could be whatever, right? right. It could be a myriad of things.
1: It could be role play. It could just be like a be, puppet show for right. the I, yeah. I mean, like
0: it could be, it seems like, oh, we're vibing. It looks. That's
1: like... not a sex term. I'm talking about an actual puppet show.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> not a sex term? No. It's not a sexual position that you've made up?
1: No. Maybe it's in the Kama Sutra, but I haven't heard of it. I've
0: not heard of it either. Um, Copyright. <laughs> but, so if, you know, you're on a date with a girl, very similar to this, right? You take her yeah. out, drinks. We go
1: record a podcast together.
0: You can't Is that say what sh- you're saying? You can't say shit
1: like that. <laughs> <laughs> we like, just like this. I was like, you're saying what? No, no, like, no. It's just like work.
0: this as in, like, Jesus oh. thing. Not me and you, you dummy. I thought you were talking
1: <laughs> about, like, you were like, like this. I was like what sitting across from someone (laughs) recording a podcast okay no i'll try to use my imagination Uh, (laughs) so these are your microphones (laughs) these are mine
0: (laughs) i'm just that's why i was like you can't say shit like this it'll we don't need rumors flying around here yeah that's that's a lot (laughs) none of that no so you're you're on a date with a girl drinks food whatever you go you guys end up at your place you're talking whatever maybe you start making out a little bit And then you take her hand and put it on your penis. Or like your crotchal area.
1: Which I've never done before.
0: Please don't ever do that.
1: I've had people... I've had women do that to... Like have me do that to them. Right. I'm like, oh, that's fun. But I wouldn't (laughs) even... This boy inside of me is too scared to even do that.
0: Please don't ever do that.
1: I don't think it's fun. Well, I think it would be fun for me, but I just worry about situations like this.
0: Well, that and... I think there's time, place, and manner, right? Like, there's time, place, and manner for a lot of things. So anyway, you, you grab her hand and place it on your crotchal area a couple of times. And then she clearly... Two times? Several times. Several times? Yeah.
1: The first time, if there's a rejection, then that's stop. it.
0: Right. So when she rejected, oh. why wasn't that a, a click for him?
1: Oh, how much was... Uh, all right. All right and they
0: even how, how much she,
1: was alcohol involved in well, this Well so
0: this is a thing in the beginning she said and this also made her sound whiny like she didn't even finish her glass like there was still wine left in the bottle that he ordered So maybe he drank a glass or two
1: Okay That's good I mean tolerance
0: Yeah I, I mean, mean who knows he could have been super wasted after two He's a little guy I'm a lightweight Kira's <laughs> 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 voice But I mean I'm reading all of this and like again I just come back to one just being utterly disappointed in him as a man who like has articulated feminism in a really like really good way for men. Because
1: he wrote a book about it?
0: Not just that he wrote a book about it, but he's like there are videos of him on late shows talking about feminism, talking about dating and the do's and don'ts and all these different things. And he just like really effed up.
1: But her camera was amazing. That doesn't
0: matter. It was a
1: different situation. <laughs> it was a canon.
0: And, like, let's be real, he he is, like, as much as he's, like, like kind of a dork in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. like, think of pop culture, Parks and Rec, one of my favorite characters is Tom Haverford, which Mm -hmm. is his character. Mm -hmm. Treat yourself, like, that's something that, like, everybody talks about, you know? His comedy specials are awesome. His parents, like, his show, Master of None, is brilliant. I'm sure. You have not watched it? I've
1: seen two and a half episodes. It's fine. It's a great show. It seems like a good show.
0: I mean, it's a great... It, it hits on a lot of things, and it's really great to see him and his like writing partners and his the creators, all really diverse people from diverse backgrounds, doing really cool work, and he's able to do use his... He used his collateral as this guy who was on this hit show mm-hmm. do well. I mean, I wonder what Master of None is going to look like. No one from Master of None has said anything. Like... Um, Lena waith or um, oh my gosh what's his partner's name I always forget his name um, but yeah I just uh, for a, a movement that's doing me too like the me Too movement and the times up move, times up movement I thought um, it was just irresponsible of babe.net to write it the way that they did I think it should still should have been like talked about for sure um, and people can have their their, Thoughts about, like, oh, she only brought this up because he won a Golden Globe for Best Actor. Um, and she felt like she needed to say her thing, even though he did apologize and that he was sorry. But, like, like that's, you know, that's the plight of being in the public eye.
1: I'm going to say something, too. If you plan on ascending up the ladder, you should just count on... People. It takes what it, Warren Buffett said. It takes twenty years to build a career and five minutes to tear it down. Yeah. So if you have any skeletons like that, the higher you get, the more people are gonna try and take you down. Mm-hmm. So if you look at someone like. Lance Armstrong.
2: Yeah.
1: How many you won? How many Tour de Frances? Like seven. Eight, seven eight. Whatever. Yeah. It's like. Don't matter. Okay, doping. 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 Do- were there other people doping? Sure, mm-hmm. but you're number one, so. Mm-hmm. They took you down the hardest and right. then you got exposed barry bonds home run champion right he's on steroids he might have been on steroids for a while but the more home runs you hit the more likely it is someone's going to come after you right if you hit 50 every year they would have been like yeah good numbers right but you hit 73 in a season right that's when people start coming for you so yeah if you win a golden globe A.K.A. sorry, Emmys. Or um, like James Franco Mm -hmm. recently. It's like, oh, you won best actor? Well, folks, did you also know? It's like they could have done this at any time. Right. But there's just something in the mind where when someone takes up so much of the spotlight, Mm -hmm. you want people to see the other part of them.
2: Yeah.
0: And I mean, timing isn't great, whatever. But like the reality is he made a person feel that way. And that's not okay.
1: Yeah. That's. You know, I thought about this at length the other day, and I was like, okay, so what scenario is it okay? Because I even thought of this. There was uh, another podcaster who was talking about a relationship, one of his friends, Mm -hmm. who took home a guest, no, a guest, Mm -hmm. a person they met Mm -hmm. in the city, brought him home, had sex with her, then she left and came back like an hour later with her boyfriend And they totally trapped him and said, okay, you're going to pay us $10,000 or we're going to tell the police that you raped her. Whoa. And so got him for like, you know, blackmail, extortion, whatever you want to call it. Right. And it's like, what? So if you don't know the person from Adam. Right. There's a potential that anyone could claim. And who would I believe if she told me that this guy raped her? Right. I'm more likely going to believe her. Right. So unfortunately, someone could get you for ill intent, like, right? And but, with alcohol, and that's,
0: and that's problem.
1: Yeah, that's that's rare, right? But like, there's always the chance that you leave yourself vulnerable if it's just you and another person in a room mm-hmm. without any witnesses. How do you guarantee that this person is not trying to uh, pull a fast one on you, mm-hmm. right? So then you—that means you have to know them really well. Mm. But even if you know someone really well and you have a trust and a relationship built up over time, yeah. if alcohol is involved, people may not always remember what they do or say.
2: Yeah.
1: So what I realized or is or drugs or drugs. Yeah. It's like so you, there should be no alcohol involved. You should have known this person for more than a week, mm-hmm. if not a year. Mm-hmm. And.
0: So you're saying no stands, which, that's one what you're night stands. One night stands
1: are officially dead <laughs> in twenty eighteen. They just probably f- a good thing. <laughs> I yeah there's less like sexually transmitted stuff that way yeah but i mean it really means you cannot you can't just do the one night stand anymore it has to be a built-on relationship over time and it has to be felt out unless someone explicitly usually a woman if she were to come across and say hey you know I want to have sex, and here's a contractual agreement that I'll sign stating that I'm not going to blackmail you for, like, rape or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, if you are someone of a celebrity, Mm -hmm. in the same way that you would sign a prenuptial agreement, maybe, like maybe Kim and Kanye, Mm -hmm. you kind of now, if you're doing a one-night stand, almost need to have it recorded or signed on contract somehow. Because there's really no, it's never, it's always going to end in a settlement. If it's your word versus someone else's word. Right. Multiple witnesses saw you at the same bar. Right. Everything looked fine. You were both talking. Then you left the bar and no one saw you again, but you went into a room with just the two of you. One person claims rape. One person claims consensual or sexual assault, uh, harassment, misconduct, whatever. It's... You're not going to prove anything. Yeah. You have to do a settlement. And so that's all it is. You agree to disagree. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know
0: if we have to go to that extreme, right? Because one night stands are still going to happen. People are still going to do stupid things or even just yeah, do whatever they want with their body, right? Because it's their body. Like if I want to have a one night stand, I have the choice to do that. Yes. Um, I just think it comes back down to like being... I think it comes back down to education from the beginning when it comes to sex ed, that we're doing comprehensive sexual education, that it's not just about abstinence and teaching kids abstinence the best way to not get pregnant, but really talking to kids about their bodies and what their bodies are like, what it does, all those different things, and also talking about consent and what does consent look like? What does sex really look like between a man and a woman that isn't porn? Oh, Yeah. Right, like what is so bad. what is sex between a man and a woman, or what is sex between a woman and a woman, or a man and a man, and or a trans person, whatever it may be. What is what is what is sex, and it is not this like glamorized, glorified porn scene, but actually like this is what happens when you have sex. I think the best natural sex scene I've ever seen was recently in Crashing, which is an HBO show with Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. And Pete Holmes, at the end, spoiler alert for those, um, has sex with a person. And it's just elbows and arms and floppiness. And it's just, I'm just like, oh, that is, like, that's sex. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I'm, like, making out with you and I, like, mm-hmm. like, take your clothes off and then you take my clothes off. And then, like, no, sex is, like, weird. And, like, sometimes it's natural and, like, cool but other most of sometimes the
1: time, bras are complicated and yes. it takes
0: and sometimes I'm, you have to be like yo hold on a second let me just do it for you i need
1: you to take care of this because i cannot <laughs> figure out what the hell but, nassau did with your bra <laughs> this is complicated more than it needs to be
0: but and i, and I appreciate it i'm just like oh that's like like you're laughing you're you know you're, right. ju- you're just like you're making noises you're snorting like it's just funny the you friction
1: know? of the bodies uh next right. to each other it produces like a fart sound sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're like oh okay change positions
0: <laughs> like oh
1: farts that's that's <laughs> taking us to like childish because, places
0: but then then that way you know you can you can learn at a young age okay this is what this is what my body this is what my body is you know this is what this is these are all the parts, like the anatomical parts, but also like, this is, these are the parts that give me pleasure. These are the parts that things get inserted into. These are the parts that people can do certain things with, you know, orally, other things, whatever. Um, and I think when you do that, then you can like communicate what you like to your partner. You can communicate, yes, I want to continue this or no, actually I'm good. And like learning from a very young age, that you can start making out with someone and taking your clothes off and be like, you know what? I don't want to have sex. You can change your mind and you can stop. And that you don't have to just because you made out with him or he, you know, went down on you doesn't mean that you need to reciprocate.
1: I think once you're... As a young person, the first time you're having sex, it's like the first time you take off a sock. You're like, okay, now you're committed you go all, all the way. If if there's one article of clothing off, that's it.
2: <laughs> just...
0: Totally, I and I get that, but I but like we've conditioned our society to think that this is okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. and so like it's gonna take. It was glamorized
1: sex to 100%. be this thing. If you've never had sex before and you're, I watch and you're watching like,
0: Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah.
1: Dude, and you're watching any of these movies right now that are out for young people who are, t- Lady Bird, I've not no seen it no spoiler alert. I mean, it's pretty common. She's an 18 year old girl about to go to college. She's thinking about sex, mm-hmm. right? So the idea of being a virgin, mm-hmm. I remember this. Being a virgin is like, oh, you almost feel ashamed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like, oh, I haven't had sex. They've had, oh. So and so said they've had lots of sex, mm-hmm. and I've never had sex. So for does that me, mean when a, I
0: hear someone's aversion, I'm like, "That's awesome." Yeah, good for
1: good you. Good for you. Honest, honestly, the first <laughs> time I had sex, I was a late bloomer, <laughs> at 21. That's not called late bloomer. I had sex at 21. Sure. There's some people who have sex much later mm-hmm. than that. Um, I, w- I remember having sex with this person, and as soon as we were I, all this build up from right. the age of like what 13 right. till then it's like 8 probably years probably even earlier yeah maybe yeah. and then you you get it over with and you're like i remember thinking that was it that was it <laughs> that was all of it that was what we were making all a big deal about <laughs> it was me yeah. sticking my penis inside of that and now it's over yeah so i thought i would feel like like some kind of spiritual uplifting or something. Yeah. Like God comes down and is like giving you a high five. <laughs> you're like, well done. Right. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> now you get to see what the rest of adulthood's like. Yeah. We just, you know, here's the membership card. Here's right. all this stuff. No, you're just like, oh, people really need to stop making such a big deal about this. Granted, I didn't do well the first time I had sex. No mm-hmm. one usually does. Right. Um, but then the best part about sex is doing that with someone you really care about and you're comfortable with and just like improving in terms of your communication with someone right. over time mm-hmm. to figure out how to read people's body language and cues and provide pleasure to that person. Right. It's a giving experience.
0: Right. Not all guys think that is though.
1: That's because of porn.
0: Right. Because guys think it's all about that. You
1: Get my dick in this. And it's like conquering and all right. that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's no fun, man. Yeah.
0: You're, like a, you're like an anomaly. You're
1: weird. I think there's more. So as you're saying, this mm-hmm. education thing needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm over here thinking, Brian, that's never going to happen. But then I think to myself, well, the movie 21 Jump Street,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where Chain Tatum and... Um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Going to high school again, undercover yeah. as police officers. They arrive thinking high school is going to be like it was when they were in high school. Right. So they like bully some guys and punch them. You know, they're yeah. trying to be jocks. And this guy punches a kid in the parking lot and calls them the F word, like a gay slur. Mm-hmm. And the other straight kids in the parking lot, instead of like, yeah, beat they're him like, up. what like, are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Did you just call him mm-hmm. a gay slur. Why are you... Be, is this something yeah. to do with you and your insecurities? Right. Why are you picking on our friend? Right. And it's like this guy's looking around thinking, when did everyone become so sensitive? Wait, did high school change or something? Yeah. So, and oh, it, yeah, it did. <laughs> Culture does shift, and it takes a lot of media and entertainment to do that. And a lot of... Um, all of those factors that we look at for entertainment need to start shifting in that direction. So I do believe you're right. And if education starts to happen within... 20 so years you could see a climate change of I think it's shifting asking. already. Yeah. It's yeah, totally shifting
0: already and I think that's good. But I just don't think we should rest on that. Like for those who want to save sex till marriage and all those that is wonderful, that is beautiful. I support yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but there's also things that people can learn if they have sex before marriage. Um, because then you can learn a little bit more about your body, what you like, what your body doesn't like, all, you know, all these different things, right? Um, so, whatever it may be, it's a person's choice of what they want to do with their body when it comes to sex, when it comes to anything really with their body. Though some people like to not believe that, and you know, I grew up in a in in a world where like sex was shameful, mm-hmm. like it it was it's like oh it's beautiful but only after marriage, but right. before that is really shameful. It's very like. Um, like, dirty and messed up and you're, like, a a sinner and all these... And, like, that's, like... And a part of me still kind of believes that.
1: Well, it's hard to unwire that. It's
0: really hard to unwire that because, like, you know, I think of, like, so many of my friends who waited till they got married to have sex and some of them talking about, like, some of the difficulties that they didn't realize that their relationship has because they waited to have sex and then, then they're starting to have sex and it's just very awkward and they're not learning how to communicate. And like things have gotten better. Like you Mm. work on it and you make it work, but like sometimes it doesn't, you know? And
1: you gotta know that before you, before you buy the car from the lot, (laughs) you need to test drive. drive. (laughs)
0: Um, And I have friends who, you know, who are super Christian, um, who did have sex with their now partner, their now husbands and wives, um, before they got married because they're like, sex is an important part of of a relationship. And we are committed to being with each other. And we decided, okay, we're going to have sex with marriage and make sure that this is legit. That's if the person you
1: have sex with for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. You think about that. Do you know how long that is?
0: Yeah, I don't mind. I like the
1: consistency. It's a <laughs> long time. Yeah.
0: I like consistency. I, I like knowing what I what I'm getting.
1: Okay, <laughs> but but you, uh, getting. Yeah, yeah. but you should know what you're getting.
0: Yeah, but you should know what you're getting. You should, but you should also know yourself. And if you've never known what your body is like and oh, what man. it likes, like how are you supposed to communicate oh, that with somebody?
1: Ugh. Ugh. And
0: if we continue to shame sex and continue to shame our bodies in a, in this like really negative way, you're going to continue to have people not feeling comfortable saying no. I don't want to do this or um misreading things and misreading cues and things like that Mm because it's a part of it's a part of your development as a person
1: i just yeah i think about people who are young like really young Mm -hmm. and early 20s even teens who maybe are getting married Mm -hmm. and you're having sex for the first time with someone Mm -hmm. and neither one of you know what you're doing right um or maybe one person's had a lot of sex, but the other person's had no sex. Yeah,
2: that, that and, happens a lot too. Which
1: yeah, I've I've encountered that within different friend groups, and it's like, especially I've seen. It's, uh, it's just hard. It's whatever you're saying. It's hard to know yourself, yeah. and if you get into a relationship where you withhold that from someone, and then you enter into it, you both need to be prepared for the unknown Mm -hmm. and you're not gonna and
0: and people have come to on the other side of the unknown and are fine
1: i'd really like a a study to be done this is essentially what i'm getting at i'd like a study to be done on people who have waited to Mm -hmm. have sex in there until marriage Mm -hmm. um the level of performance and satisfaction of the sex within the first year
0: they're probably having a lot of sex hopefully
1: I hope, yeah, because it's all been withheld for right. so long. But then, are you enjoying the sex, and are you both getting better at it? And is communication increasing?
0: I think more people are having sex before, like especially like evangelical people. Mm-hmm. They're probably doing everything but sex. Like,
1: like all the doing feeling, the grabbing, the touching.
0: Like they're probably doing everything. No penetration. But no penetration. Yeah, I've definitely seen that.
1: Oh yeah, some people think like. Oral's not sex. So that's I'm just like,
0: but it is, but okay,
1: whatever. Yeah, sure. I mean, but God's like, eh, it's fine. I'll look the other way.
0: Again. I have a lot (laughs) this is so (laughs) problematic.
2: But anyway. uh,
1: I no, I think we're we're in our hearts in the right place here. It's just I um I really am a big proponent for safe sex before marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just
0: safe consensual sex.
1: The the partners I've had more recently in my years who really like if we have a good sexual experience mm-hmm. don't thank me. Thank the people before you. Mm-hmm. Like it took like having multiple sexual partners to figure Do you know this is getting real personal. I <laughs> like Oh my god, what are you gonna share? I don't know if I <laughs> listen. Let's. Here's another. Here's no another judgment. trapping. Here's no judgment free zone. If you <laughs> if you're not feeling good about this, you could stop listening after this episode. <laughs> um, there are, <clears throat> if, if the, a trapping a lot of guys have. I remember one of my female friends asked me this in high school. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, "There's a, men and women, both of a, a guys and gals in the same friends' living room," mm-hmm. and she was like, "Y'all, this guy I'm dating right now. Mm-hmm. If I went down on him." But he said he won't go down on me because guys don't do that. The hell? Yeah, I know. We were like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I gave him sex. Or I, I gave him a blowjob. Mm-hmm. But he said he wouldn't eat my vagina because he, cause guys don't do that. That's not like a guy thing to do. I was like, okay. First of all, you got a weak ass man, and he is even. I'm, I don't, glad, you, that, I'm,
0: I'm
2: glad as
1: a teenager that's high you school, knew that. No, that's in high school. Me having not had sex, I was like, first of all, what? fucking Lauren Hill was talking about reciprocity. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's like, what, who are you with? And so I told her, you need to dump his ass, or he, he's got two Break choices. Break up with him. Two choices. You can say either you go down on me, or we're done. Like that's it, because it speaks to not just. Um, his insecurities as a man. Like to that think also like,
0: talks about like some sort of masculinity issues. Too. It's
1: weakness. It's like, oh, if you eat uh, if you like storily pleasure a woman, that is um that's you being weak. Like you're submissive to her. She's supposed to be submissive to you. So she's supposed to that's masculinity pleasure bullshit. you. Yeah, that's some dumb stuff. But yeah. then I was also thinking like it's a respect thing. Like he doesn't respect you or value you enough to make what he would consider a sacrifice for you, right? So anyway, I would hope you would find pleasure in it, but also, right. like,
0: like when you're with a partner, it's a, it's about both of you, right? right? Like, like you're giving, you're receiving, like it's a, it's a, um, a oh god, what's the word? Whatever. It's it's a, it is a a, a process that you go through together. Yeah, it's not just yeah. like all about you, but but porn and. What we put out in yeah, in the media makes it seem like sex is about the guy,
1: but and it's I, just like. Ugh. But I would, but I would, uh, yeah, exa- I agree with everything that you're saying. In addition to that, so that was my first introduction to a conversation around like men and women, and this is very hetero-centered, yeah. s- but like the vagina is something. That is submissive to the penis. Mm -hmm. The penis is not submissive to the vagina. And don't ever forget that. Like, that's communicated to men. Like, you are the dominant one. But then, um, oral pleasure, this is where it gets personal. I personally enjoy giving oral pleasure. (laughs) Right. And the partner enjoys the giving of that also. Right. There's a reciprocity. Right. Right. And if you're doing that, the. The way I learned that was from a woman.
0: Yeah, I would hope so. She... Told you what to do.
1: No. She showed me... She gave me uh, a Uh, blowjob.
0: And she showed you what to do. In the
1: the way that she did it, I was like taking mental notes. (laughs) I was like, holy... Moses, like <laughs> you, are a champion at this, <laughs> and I, I just like, will
0: also be a champion. I just took, and so I
1: took, I took her performance and I a- appropriated it r- to re- what you
0: would do for for
1: a woman. Mm-hmm. And first of all, you gotta know where like the clitoris you gotta, is. You gotta know
0: where things are.
1: People just don't be knowing where the clitoris exactly. is. So you gotta be on that.
0: <laughs> I never forget. <laughs> There's a. I forget, I was watching what like a show and um, someone asked like it was a show and the, they were in like a gynecologist office yeah. and the guy's like what's this and the and the tacos to, and the female doctor to the the girl who is in the room was uh-huh. like i'm so sorry <laughs> like, just is <laughs> like i feel i feel so bad for you that, oh, that he doesn't know what like certain God. anatomical parts were and i was just like
1: oh and shout, too out, real. shout out to my middle school um <laughs> health teacher health mpe coach teacher person who taught the guy sex ed because mm-hmm. he was all about telling us where the clitoris was <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like here's the anatomy of the vagina here's the ovaries the whatever. Right, right. He's like. And this is my favorite, the clitoris. <laughs> like, this is what matters. And I'm just sitting there as like a 14-year-old. Oh. My friend afterwards, mm-hmm. maybe I mentioned this, had a car. That, yes, uh, I know. I, you mentioned the this Ford, too. The Ford Taurus. He called it the Ford clitoris. Because you're,
0: you're 15, 16 years old, right. and you guys are stupid.
1: <laughs> so we were all about it. But later in life, I was like, okay, zone in on where that is. Okay, Work that. But then the aspects of pleasure and enjoyment and performance right. that go into that. Show that. And that's where they
0: But there's they, a level of maturity that you have.
1: But it's through. to be
0: able to be like, I'm I feel pleasure that she feels pleasure, that like I feel not even just accomplished, but like I feel good that I right like for my partner made her feel good.
1: But that's only because I had enough sexual partners. Sure, it took me meeting that one person. That relationship only lasted like two and a half months, mm-hmm. maybe maybe more. Right, but she, um, we, I took away from that some key things, right, sexually and otherwise, mm-hmm. where I then brought that into my next relationship. I mean, that's
0: with any relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. not even just sexually, but like with every relationship that you have potentially you learn something from it so you can be a better partner to the next person right. or don't make those same mistakes. And and this is not to shit on anyone who is married and with their high school sweetheart or their college sweetheart or anything like that because I think a part of me always like gets a little hoity-toity of like... Look at me with all like the relationships I've had and the experiences I've had.
1: Have you seen my bedpost? (laughs) Matches for days. All the matches. No.
0: (laughs) None of that. None of that. No. No, but like, because I think there's just because I am wired this way doesn't mean everybody's wired this way. I think there's, you know, when sometimes when you find the person, you just find them and that's awesome and there's nothing wrong with that. Can you imagine if we
1: were all wired the same way?
0: We would be really boring. We
1: would be so well, not just that. If no, or the opposite. If we were all well, I don't know how you mean it, but in my mind, if we were all settled on the first person we meet, oh, God, it'd be just a hazard. It'd be like mind I'd traps be, everywhere. I'd, I'd
0: be re- being with a cheating asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of us would
1: probably be with someone we didn't want to be with. Yup. Um, but then if you were, if, if everyone wanted to just move on to the next person within like a couple months or something. Right. Can you imagine how much tumultuous. Yeah our world would be
0: right we're all wired differently and so like the advice that i think i'm giving beyond all of this with this whole aziz thing and all that stuff is just like know who you are and when you go into a situation doing your part in making sure that the person that you're with is comfortable with you because what aziz did to uh, what aziz did to grace the the encounter that he had with the 22 year old photographer is problematic Right. Like there's things that he did that he like totally missed and all these different things. And some of it is social cues. Some of it is just maybe he was in his own head and like I'm Aziz Ansari. Have sex with me. I just want an Emmy. You know, those kinds of things. But it's also like as a a woman feeling empowered to be like, no, I don't want to do those things. And to be able to feel like you can safely say that, too. Yeah. Without... Someone yeah. attacking me, some you know what I mean like' You're in,
1: you know. I, i'm
0: in his I'm in his apartment I'm right. in his home he's well like,
1: known and famous
0: right. If I walk out of here, like will I walk out of here alive? Right, you know right. not saying that he's, was gonna kill her or anything like that, but like these are potential things that mm-hmm. like women he's got have power yeah, totally, and so and making sure that men are providing spaces again, we're talking very heteronormatively right now, like but that men are providing spaces with their partners that make them feel safe to say no yeah are giving them the, the so freedom hard. to say no
1: some guys i think we think the person's comfortable but unless we do a thorough
0: consent like, every second well the way. <laughs> yeah like it's like
1: those medical forms when you walk into a doctor's office for yeah. the first time here fill out these 15 pages of right. forms it's mm-hmm. like hey welcome to my home make yourself comfortable um take a second here's a pen and a clipboard <laughs> fill this out yeah are there any allergies I need to know about? What are your likes, your dislikes, my right. peeves, all of this stuff. It, it's almost like a triage process. Right. It's scary for both sides, but um, it totally. needs to happen. It, the, the communication needs to increase. And
0: a part of me is like, I'm glad men are a little scared. Because yeah, then if, sure. it, if it gives you the heightened awareness, so aware, awareness? awareness, awareness, what the heck, what was I saying? That was an immigrant slip on my end.
1: You've got a couple languages in your life.
0: Yeah, I do. I do, actually. It's um, The awareness to be like, hey, I want to make sure that you really want to do this. Like, I don't want you to, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't want to. And it's like, yes, I do. It's like, okay, you have to, after a while, take a person at their word, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think if Aziz just said, do you want to do this? And she said, no, hopefully he would have stopped. Even though there were moments, many moments where she gave yeah. you cues and said I want to slow down all these different things you should have heard it but
1: and there are sometimes where people don't say anything and only after the fact mm-hmm. will express that they weren't comfortable with it and right. to that I would say you gotta give them some indication right
0: you don't know if you're doing something wrong if you don't say it
1: right It's it can be tricky for people
0: yep uh, wild uh, and there were so many other things too but I just ugh
1: Men ain't shit. (laughs) Men ain't shit. I just want to put out something else to the the people that you and I were talking about off mic. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's interesting that in this space, it's happening because before this, the people I haven't heard from in a certain community are athletes and rappers, I mean, there's been
0: rape allegations from rappers. I mean, from athletes like, like uh, Kobe. Um, In the past, yeah.
1: yeah. But those players, were but those yeah. were like rape allegations. Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing anything about sexual assault or misconduct. Mm-hmm. But people rap about it, or not allegedly. It's like a, a, a culture of misogyny mm-hmm. within hip hop. Yeah. And you don't hear it coming out and mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge that the spaces where we're hearing this conversation are mostly white spaces
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the Hollywoods the Hollywoods the, and, the
0: comedy area yeah
1: yeah and it speaks to a certain like elite class mm-hmm. of discussion so it gets into race and class yeah and we're not talking about countercultural spaces that are not Emmy Award shows and Oscars right. and these sorts of things we're talking about. Um, people who have successful sitcoms and shows and PBS Mm -hmm. and NPR and these like very white liberal spaces Mm -hmm. and we're not really mentioning any of the other spaces for black and brown folks Um, but that happens there too well Tavis Smiley came up Mm -hmm. like he was the only person I heard made mention of Mm -hmm. in those areas but I would say if we're what's giving some people a pass are like a lot of artists who have groupies and fans and everything right where it's
0: they're going to be shamed if they come out what do you mean the groupies like the girl the female groupies like yeah if they i say don't something. even know
1: if they'd be sh- see it depends on the person like i think i feel very safe in saying that there are some people who would feel shamed if they were found out that like oh let's say like this famous artist you know sexually assaulted me that i would be shamed There are some people who would feel, like, very comfortable in that, yeah, everybody knows, like, I'm out here following musical artists, and that's just my nature. Right. That's what I do for a living. So I don't know. That gets – someone may not come forward because they are consenting to the lifestyle of it. Yeah. And that's their choice. So I think it's just interesting that – it's in a certain space that we're seeing these conversations come up Mm -hmm. in the media and the people who are choosing to come forward are making that choice Whereas some people I'm sure Aziz has taken home multiple people before. Mm I mean, he's had several relationships. Mm -hmm. There are people reading about him right now who think, oh, I've been on a date with Aziz, and it was fine, and, oh, I'm sorry to hear about this, but I'm not going to be the first woman to come by his side and say, hmm, I've been on a date with Aziz, and And he's perfectly a gentleman. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's just not going to happen. And all the dates that he's been on, this is, you know, it's one that chose to come forward for something that she felt needed to be addressed, and so that's her right to do so and it gets Mm. the conversation going but it it this happens more than we realize and it happens in spaces where people are choosing to come forward or not come forward based on their social identities and where they exist in the the um, strata of human socio-political divide like wherever you exist out in the united states socially politically class-wise race-wise determines whether you feel comfortable talking about your experiences so we're seeing it a lot in a more white space than ever, and I think yeah. that's what's getting most of the attention, but this does happen more broadly across other spectrums. Yeah.
2: Ugh. So tough. No. Sucks.
0: Just Femmes. do better men, please. I would really appreciate that. Working on it. <laughs> Let them know. All right. Now that we talked about the most all the terrible things, should we go on some basketball? Please. Let's do. talk about some basketball. All right. All right, so it is time to talk some basketball. Hoops. Uh, some hoops. Week 14 of the NBA. Yeah, four. why not? 14-ish. We're 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 in it. We're in it to win it. Doing it. Um. So and standings. Any any thoughts on that? Uh, I don't think much has changed.
1: Nothing has changed since last time. If you're keeping up on things, it's all still the same. The usual suspects.
0: Wrigley, stop scratching those four.
1: Boston number one in the East, uh, Golden State in the West. Cool. That's all you need to know.
0: Nothing, nothing needs to really be no. discussed beyond that. No. Um. So can we talk about the Cavs? What's wrong with them? They suck. Like, <laughs> they... what the actual hell? In... So last week when we recorded, God. they did terribly yeah. against the Toronto Raptors.
1: Well, the Raptors are no slouch. Don't no, say they're... like that. They no, are...
0: but... But you're supposed to be, like, the one that's going to the finals.
1: The Raptors were never supposed to be a serious contender in the East. Right. And now they're pretending like they are.
0: Right. And people like to think that the, that Drake was the reason that they did well.
1: Well, I mean, for sure. Obviously. I'm not going to negate that. Absolutely. The, Drizzy. The, the Cavs have Isaiah Thomas back, and it right. seemed good for the first game or two. Right. Then, and they, in the last three games, it's garbage. They lost to a. How did it, they gave up a total of three hundred sixty something points?
2: Wait, how? They
1: lost three games in a row, of uh-huh. which they gave up about three hundred sixty something points. <whistles> Those are not good numbers. No,
0: nope, they're deep. Like
1: your defense is not. Is defense. garbage. They should take. It the d-
0: does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, your defense does not exist.
1: It's like a myth. It's, like,
0: it's so bad. I mean, I'm not worried. Like they'll they'll figure it out eventually. But if the Cavs don't get their act together, they're not going to make it very far.
1: I don't know what is. They just have no defense, and I don't think the coaching staff is. I love Tyron Lou, he's a Missouri native. Right. Shout out, show me state. But I Show Me What? Courage. F- fucking courage and dicks. <laughs> so oh God. That's all we did. Um, oh, Lord. Okay. He I don't think is the coach for this team of veterans.
0: Really? You think it's you think it's Lou.
1: Um, I th- uh I don't think he's the only thing. Right. I think the, in general, the defense. Did you see LeBron how upset he was mm-hmm. in that one game? Where the way he was way just he yelling was, at everyone? Yeah.
0: He's like coaching the, the team.
1: He's the coach. To be a coach with LeBron, you need to have this in the same way that Popovich has unwavering. Connection with a Tim Duncan and a Tony mm-hmm. Parker and Manny Ginobili in the same way, but they're
0: a different personality than LeBron.
1: No, I know. That's why I'm saying, and the way Kerr has his allegiance with his guys, right? Lou is so close to them in age, and young. Mm. You need someone with a huge um, reputation mm-hmm. who's older has earned the respect of the league, who can tap into that. And
2: Who would that
1: be? The only person who that would have been in the past mm-hmm. would have been a Phil Jackson. I was
0: literally like, we are you going to say Phil Jackson? No <laughs>
1: one is asking for that now. No, you don't, no, no. No one wants that now. Bad juju. He's tarnished himself beyond repair.
0: Oh, it's so sad.
1: But if there was someone in that same kind of framework, mm. but the only person who's been winning championships lately, uh, as of the last 10 years is Popovich or Kerr. So, Pat Riley, maybe. And we know how LeBron feels about Pat Riley. Right. But, you know. So LeBron's re- re- the problem, the paradox of LeBron, we'll call it. Yeah. You got a guy who is. He's
0: had young coach issues.
1: Yeah. LeBron. He's yeah. the best player in the league, the best player on the planet. So to get someone to coach him, you have to get him to buy into it. But who has the repertoire and. Capabilities to coach someone like that Probably they do Pop. not exist.
0: Probably Pop and Pop's not leaving.
1: Yeah, he'd be the only one. There's yeah. only one guy. There's who only one LeBron. I can think of,
0: and it's like it's Pop. Yeah. That's all you got. And like 96 Phil Jackson.
1: Right. You'd have to get a time machine <laughs> cool. or do a trade to get Greg Popovich. <laughs> and that's not gonna happen. That's the only way you can coach LeBron. Yeah. So otherwise you have to LeBron's let him run it. the show and everyone else falls in line.
0: Yeah.
1: And they'll support and the coach, but can I just say
0: J.R. Smith oh. is not doing great. Uh, and I feel really bad for him because I know he's real sensitive.
1: He's very sensitive. And and it's
0: great. <laughs> I love a guy who's sensitive, but uh, you need to when I give you the ball, when I, LeBron James, mm-hmm. give you the ball, your job is to do what?
1: I looked score, shoot. Yes. Yeah. And
0: when you can't do that,
1: that's you're not a threat. To you the now
0: need to leave.
1: He is, um, I looked up his numbers the other day. He's improved. Sure. He's shooting to seven points a game, mm-hmm. up from five. But the guy he replaced in the starting lineup, Dwayne Wade, still has 11
2: and yeah. change.
1: And he has more assists, more rebounds. Like on the second unit, Dwayne, Ray, Dwayne Wade runs it. Yeah.
0: And runs it well.
1: Yeah. And so, right, JR is not the guy.
0: And mind you, they haven't had a real point guard for like 11 games.
1: You don't need, well, when you have LeBron James, you don't need a real point guard.
0: I, that's what I said.
1: They asked Isaiah Thomas, okay, you're back, good. Shoot the ball.
2: Right. Like
1: LeBron legit is fine passing it himself. He's right. fine doing the rebounding and, and he'll get his own points. Right. But Isaiah, I need you to be a threat. Right. Like I need you to shoot. So. I don't know, Ad. I think, I they ha- they can't stretch the floor enough because they don't have the shooting they need.
0: And their defense doesn't exist.
1: I don't know if it's because they're too old.
0: They're not old.
1: I think it's the system. I think the coach doesn't have a defensive system that's a priority for them.
0: Who's their defensive coach?
1: I don't know. But I feel like... Dwayne... Du- uh, no. Tyron Liu. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he looks like when he gets intense, mad, angry. And I think they need that right now. When we mm. when someone screws up on defense, I need you to be pissed off. Yeah. I need this group I of men. I need there
0: needs to be fear.
1: They need this group of men needs to see how pissed off you are when they screw something up on defense. Mm. In the same way that Popovich grills out Tony Parker on a defensive assignment missed. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's Tony Parker. I've known him and had championships with Tony, whatever. Tony, you blew the damn coverage. Right. And that's why the person scored. You know, that's what this team needs.
0: I mean, they have a lot of... uh,
1: Stan Van Gundy is good at that. mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think Stan could coach LeBron James.
0: No. He
1: absolutely can't.
0: Well, so that's the Cavs. Um, Do we want to talk about... The brawl heard around the world.
1: You saw it before I did. So I don't know. I only saw glimpses of it.
0: So here's quick rundown. Quick rundown. The Clippers and the Rockets played at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the first time CP3, mm-hmm. Chris Paul, um, went to his old stopping grounds to play against his old team, mm-hmm. his old home, all those different things. Um, they had a tribute video for him, very sweet, all those different things. You okay?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm just rotating my shoulder. Okay. Keep talking to the people. Okay.
0: <laughs> just making sure you're good. Um, and game was... Okay, I want to say this first. Everyone knows I love a little...
2: Scuffle.
1: little scuffle. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm.
0: I will say I need to stop liking it because... It's getting a little real, yeah. I don't like that it got so real that it felt like it was an NFL game,
2: yeah. And I'm
0: like, I don't like that. No, I don't want people to like be punched, in yeah. The so, anyway, um, no one there was no punches thrown, just little you know, it was the whole game was a little, um, a little scuffly, uh, lots of words being exchanged. DeAntoni even, like I think, said fuck you to. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, I think he said that, or he said it to somebody, because um, he was pissed about something. Um, CP three called him called Blake Griffin a bitch. Um, there was there's were just scuffles kind of going wow. around, right? Wow. Um, just, and I didn't know that Blake Griffin and CP three weren't cool. I knew that. Well, let's be real. CP three wanted to wanted to leave the Clippers, right? Yeah. Like he wanted the trade. I didn't think him and Doc were getting along. Clearly, him and Gri- Blake Griffin weren't getting along, right. um, and he wanted out. So that happened, right? But they still gave him a tribute video for six years of like being there, all those wonderful things. So um, I guess it all kind of started with Doc's son, Austin. Austin Rivers is injured and was sitting in the you know sitting on the bench, and as. Some players do, as some fans do. They were—he was talking shit the whole time, just you know, you suck, whatever, 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 whatever. Um, and uh, what's Ariza's first name? Um, Trevor. Trevor. Trevor Ariza um, had had some altercations with Blake Griffin and things of that nature, um, and again, this is all just kind of. Going at it, right? And James Harden this whole time is also on the bench because he's injured because of his hamstring, the strained hamstring mm. that he has injury over. Um, and about a minute, so again, it was, there was high tension the whole game and there was words exchanged the whole game and a minute, 30 seconds left of the fourth quarter. Mind you, the Rockets thought they were to come in and whoop their ass, right?
1: Right because they're number 2 in the west.
0: Right. They're doing really well. Right. But the Clippers played played an awesome game mm. and James Harden wasn't playing. Right. Let's be let's call call it what it is, right. right? So not only were the Clippers doing really well, we didn't have James Harden's 40 points right. on the on the on the block, right? And so exchange happened. Blake Griffin, you know, again was irritated by something and like jumped up and threw the ball at Trevor uh, Ariza,
1: the,
0: like uh, like at him.
1: That was Eric Gordon.
0: Oh, I thought it was Trevor Ariza. When
1: no, it was Trevor going, Ariza when he was going out of bounds.
0: Yeah, wasn't that Trevor Ariza? It was,
1: I think it was Eric Gordon. It was one of the two. It doesn't matter. He threw it at a black jersey.
0: Um, no, it was Trevor Ariza. Okay. Because he got they were ejected. Okay. They both got ejected because, not only did Blake Griffin like. Intentionally threw, threw that at him. So mm-hmm. also exchanged words. It was like a double T, and then they they both got ejected. Okay. minute thirty left. Clippers won 113, 102. That should have been the end of everything, right? Like, oh, the scuffles happened. I'm like Blake, that was a lot. Like, relax. Like, yeah. it's just a game. DeAntoni, you shouldn't say fuck you to another player that isn't yours. Like, right. like you shouldn't even say that to any player, really. But like, just stay in your lane. That's like not your kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Yeah,
1: not my
2: kid.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, what happened was, <laughs> apparently, the uh, per some, you know, reports, Trevor Ariza, James Harden, Chris Paul entered through a back corridor of the Staples Center. Yeah, they did. And sought to confront the Clippers, Austin Rivers, and Blake Griffin. Yeah. And. Yeah. In the connecting hallway, whatever, whatever. They were stopped by security, um, and... There are reports that the Clippers players were like, yeah, come come at us, come at us. Like, try to enter our, like, but they weren't able to enter because there was security stopping them. Um, apparently, LAPD was called. Um, both Chuck and Shaq thought this was hilarious during their conversations because they're like, seriously, LAPD, really? Um, <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> like, Charles Barkley it was like... Excuse me, LAPD. He's like, if I'm Blake Griffin, six. When he's like six foot nine, two hundred fifty pounds. It's like, LAPD, please come help me. Chris Paul's about to whoop my ass. Chris Paul,
0: who's like barely six. He's like six foot.
1: He's like barely (laughs) six foot.
0: Um, So anyway, (laughs) there's a lot of right now. The NBA is investigating everything that happened. Um, and they're figuring out what the heck is ha- what the heck happened and what is going on. The Clippers, um, the Clippers uh, have ba- they basically said like, hey, we were on, in our locker room, we weren't trying to do anything. Right. Um, we won. Yeah, like we were just minding our own business. Mm-hmm. They came. They came through the back entrance. Right. Which and is like, who knows where the back entrance is?
1: Only a guy who played there for six years and had right. a tribute video.
0: Right. On MLK Day. On MLK Day, come
1: on, dude. MLK is looking up from heaven, looking down from heaven, just like, "How are y'all knuckleheads gonna play me like this?" Right? On come my on day?
0: now, on my day. I
1: did this for y'all asses, <laughs> and you gonna do this on my day?
0: Messed up, messed up. Um, any thoughts on? I mean, there's a lot of commentary
1: on. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything that's been said. It's very clear that Chris Paul guided this militia of Mm -hmm. players down the corner. They said it was all
0: about protecting Chris Paul and like, because people were...
1: He's safe. At the end of the day, dude. safe. Like, you all got million dollar paychecks and you're good. Like, people are fine. And also,
0: like, you are the president of...
1: That's what I was gonna say. You are the top brass in the Players Association. People report to you for guidance. How are you gonna go out and try and hit a former teammate? Right. His emotions around the Clippers were too high for this game.
0: Yeah,
1: totally. And just, I saw the images of him in Blake Griffin's face mm-hmm. talking to him. And I could see him say, I didn't see the words come out of his mouth. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder what he's saying to him. Mm-hmm. The facial expression aligns with what you were saying. Yeah. He hurled insults at him. Right. Which speaks to what a lot of people have said about him in the past that Blake is pretty soft
0: mm-hmm. and he's not. He's a nice a th-
1: guy. Yeah, he's not an actual threat to any power forwards in the league who are looking to go up against the Clippers are like, oh, Blake's going to come here and do what? Like, Who cares? Um, These numbers are good. Yeah. Like 22 and 9 or something like that. Those are good numbers, Mm -hmm. but, like, people are not afraid of Blake Griffin. And Chris Paul knew that for Mm -hmm. his six years there. And so I think the doggedness and the tenacity of a Chris Paul, he didn't feel like it was matched by his power forward. Right. DeAndre Jordan had his moments right. at center, but ultimately it, feel, it felt to Chris Paul like, I don't have the pieces here to win a championship because right. they don't have the heart. Right, And when you throw into the fact that, okay, Doc Rivers comes in, supposed to be this great coach with Boston, then he brings a son in, Let's see how this goes. They felt his son, like
0: his son, who's not supposed to be very good.
1: He was not supposed. This year, he's averaging 15 points, which is a playoff, which is a career high for him. Right. And but it
0: took him a second to get there. It
1: took him a second because he was only averaging single digits mm-hmm. until last year. He averaged 12. Right. But when his name was thrown around for trade options, when the Clippers were considering getting rid of Doc Rivers' son for some other talent. Right. And it's Doc is the, the
0: president manager, isn't he? Right. Even,
1: yeah. The the guy making basketball decisions up until this year. Right. And it seemed like the Clippers were hesitant to trade for it. I think Mello was on the block. Mm-hmm. They could have gotten Mellow in a multiplayer deal for Austin. And Paul thought the president of basketball operations dragged his feet
2: mm-hmm.
1: on trading his son. Mm-hmm. To see and gave them a could... nice
0: little deal too. So yeah. yeah, I get all the hurt feelings. And a lot of it comes back to one of the reasons why I'm like, I need to stop saying how much I like the scuffles. Like, yeah, the scuffles make the game interesting and whatnot. But it, it propels this hyper-masculinity that I'm not comfortable with. This uh-huh. like, that, you know. And I, I need to own that, right? I need to own my really like fucked up way of thinking, you know. And so... I think of like, I think of the the people who have, um, who are looking at this right. Mm-hmm. Like, are the players going to go to, you know, their president to when they have issues and things like that? And he's supposed to be this poised person, to and like he's been voted again to be the president. Like, people supposedly trust him, and then you lose your cool.
1: He's been losing his cool lately. Right. Since he became a rocket. Yeah. He. Gives less flips. hmm Did you see his comments about the referee the other night?
2: Mm-mm.
1: They asked a, he got teed up, mm-hmm. and they asked a question to him in the post game about the referee. He's like, I mean, it's Scott Foster. Like, what do you expect? It's, I've just come to know certain refs are the way they are, and hey, it's it's Scott Foster. It's who the people come, and they pay money to see, right? So, you know, it's just, and that's all he could say is like, Scott being Scott, and so he just dismissed a ref's actions as being his just general general nature mm. toward players to insert himself as more of a a focus on the game, and so he just said that openly by i've I've not heard a player address a ref's name by name mm. in a non flattering way in quite some time
0: apparently during the all star games he, he, Chris Paul and a couple other players are going to be talking to all the refs is what I heard. Like they're going to have a discussion because people are getting teed up left and right.
1: They asked him about that. They're like, will that happen before the All-Star game? But his reaction was, I don't know, is that something that happens? Like at the, well, if it happens, then yeah, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll be there. But it seemed like it was news to him that that was even an option. Hmm. But they were talking about, I just saw an article today about the growing incivility, uncivility mm-hmm. within the NBA toward referees,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it's just increasing, and it's not just the players; it's the coaches too.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. So Even we Pop saying? got teed up, and he didn't give a care in the world right. about talking about referees. Right. So does this mean that the players are asking to just play more, and have the refs not insert themselves? Because well, that's, that's a that's a nineties kind of game,
0: right? And I think um, Skip and Shannon were doing their, you know, their back and forth co- commentary, um, on ESPN. And I just, we reminisce a lot about the nineties basketball era because we grew up with that. I, at least for me, like the Bulls and all that stuff like that. Nineties era was like a very, um, prominent fixture in my, my growing up that I'm, I realize like it's just a different kind of game and we're in a different kind of world that it's irresponsible for us to just think that playing ball means that we could like hit somebody. You know, or that we can
2: mm.
0: throw like there's there's one thing about like talking trash back and forth, but it's another thing to like insult someone's like humanity. Yeah. And that's not okay. You know? Yeah. And regardless... and like and mind you, I played sports so I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean I think sp- Male-dominated sports can be a little bit more aggressive in that sense, but it doesn't mean it's right.
1: Mm, it's this whole building up of a tougher man, like yeah. right? That's what the whole culture of aggression is about. Mm-hmm. But these guys are... I will say this, going off of the last segment we just had where men are trying to do so much to impress women, Right. I do at least have some kind of fascination. I won't say admiration or respect for, but a fascination mm-hmm. with the lengths to which these guys will defend their integrity and their teammates. Mm-hmm. It's not they'll do it behind closed doors. It's not even about right impressing anyone else. It's like when I swear when they're that into it mm-hmm. the cameras it's like the cameras and the audience, the the fans, were mm-hmm. not even in the arena. Yeah. That could have been a concrete court yeah. in the middle of could have been the a playground. Siberian yeah. Yeah. wasteland. Right. And these guys would have been going as aggressive at each other because that game had so much emotion riding on it. Right. And the way that Trevor Ariza and Chris Paul looked at Blake Griffin and the interactions these players had across from each other, the way Blake threw that ball mm-hmm. into him was... Uh, reflective of how much these guys wanted this game, mm-hmm. and so they they were just completely relentless yeah. and focused on winning this match. And for that, these teams play two more times. I will be watching both of those us. games because it doesn't matter who's sitting front court uh, or the um, courtside mm-hmm. seats. It doesn't matter who's in the skyboxes. You could. Leave the entire arena empty. These guys would show up to play like their lives depended Mm -hmm. on it. And that was. They uh, all have
0: something to prove. But
1: these guys, we forget. People who want to be in the NBA as young people are always thinking about the stardom and the fame and the shoe contracts. These guys play this game. Even if they were barefoot, they love it to their core. Yeah. Deeply. And, uh, they live and breathe it. Yeah, the thing that makes these guys better than anyone else is not just their physical size. It's the... Chris Paul's short. It's And he's not that athletic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's how much... He's a fanatic about basketball. He has studied it his entire life, like right. like some people put toward cancer research. Mm-hmm. This guy wants to know the ins and outs of every play. And he has a high basketball IQ the same way LeBron James does. Mm-hmm. And so these guys playing at this level is a level of competition that we can't even understand. Right. We get the intensity with which they were taught to play high school, college, and pro ball is at an intensity that we couldn't measure it Mm -hmm. on any level. It's off the charts. Right. So yeah, they're unstoppable and they're out there. And the second that someone treads on that integrity, even though I'm making light of basketball, like you're getting millions of dollars, what's the big deal? Mm if you paid them not a nickel for that game, right. these guys would still have so much uh, interpersonal identity woven into that game. Mm-hmm. This mattered to them. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's yeah. that. Totally. I appreciate that.
0: Yep. Well, yeah. So there was that. And um, finally, at least it's my last thing. Um, so Algin Baylor, a former retired Laker, is getting a statue at the Staples Center. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's great. What about Kareem? And then I realized we have been wrong this whole time. What are you talking about? So you know how we keep on being like, Kareem needs to have a statue. Why the heck is like, you know, Shaq has his statue. Kobe's going to have a statue like tomorrow probably. And we were like, I was like, we were all like, give him a statue already. Come on now. Did you know...
1: Oh, two, are you serious?
0: We we have lied to the people, so folks, we are so sorry. But uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a statue erected in Staples Center in two thousand and
1: fourteen. Fake news.
0: Not fake news. It exists.
1: Hold on. I'm letting my internet come to life so mm-hmm. I can double check this. I haven't said sorry yet. I'm. I, I need to show me.
0: All right, show me state.
1: Yeah, I need to see what this is. Ring, Abdul, Jabbar, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: mind you, he he had some
1: Blind old curmudgeon.
0: Uh, no, it's like double his size.
2: Um, Images.
0: Statue, Staple Center. Look it up. What? It's there.
1: <clears throat> Are you sure this isn't Photoshopped? I promise it's not
0: Photoshopped. Because there was um, articles about how um, he was kind of like, Look, there's – I think at that time, um, because this was in 2012 – no, maybe it was 2012 when they put it up. It was 2012. They had Jerry West, Magic Johnson. um, uh, Who else? Um, What's his name? Uh, Gretzky. That's another statue that's there. And some other player that I forget. Um, Bill Russell? No, that's not right. Why did I say... No, Bill Walton. No. Somebody else. But anyway, so Kareem actually had it uh, this whole time, and we have been lying to the people.
1: It's not double his size. It's like 1.25 his size.
0: Okay, but it's bigger than him. Yes. So, which is cool. Um, So, we apologize to the Laker franchise for lying... For 31 episodes,
1: <laughs> and we want to congratulate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on his uh, <laughs> statue that he received uh, six years ago. yes so, <laughs> six years. Congratulations! Our bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: our bad, our bad, our bad, our bad. Um, but he was saying how like he was kind of annoyed that it took them as long as it did to give him a statue.
2: <laughs> as an
0: old, he's like, I always kept my emotions as I, but I'm retired now. I I can be a cranky or happy old man, and I'm a very I'm ha- very happy right now. So he was basically saying, I was cranky before because I didn't have a statue. But now I'm I'm not cranky because I have a statue.
1: I'm the number one points leader all time in NBA history.
0: And he's done, a, like, as far as, like, the, like, LA is concerned, he has given more to LA from his time at UCLA and championships he's won there to his Lakers time. So um, congratulations to Kareem and all the wonderful things he's done for the Lakers. Sorry again that we didn't know. I completely missed that he had a statue, and I've been following basketball my whole yeah, life. Yeah,
1: that's that's tough because it speaks to a fact that we weren't really paying attention to him. Yeah, it's a and the generation. only
0: reason why I knew because I was just like, oh my god, the Lakers are giving legend Elgin Baylor a statue in the sta- Staples Center. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Which and the- Elgin
1: definitely deserves it.
0: Absolutely, and then and then the first paragraph was like. Los Angeles Lakers legend Elgin Baylor will join Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, and Shaquille O'Neal as the only former Lakers players to receive a statue outside the Staples Center. And I was like, wait a minute. Why is Kareem's name on this? (laughs) And I was like, oh no. We've been saying fake news for 31 episodes.
1: Uh, Have you seen Magic Johnson's
0: statue outside the Staples Center? Yes, I have. Young looking Magic.
1: Yeah. His proportions are off in his left hand. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't catch that, huh? Okay. I guess not. Um, this brings me to something else. I was doing some digging uh-huh. over the weekend. Yeah. LeBron James, at the time of... Speaking of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number one points leader in NBA history,
2: mm-hmm.
1: 38,000 plus points uh, Kareem has f- for his career by the mm. time he was 42 when he retired. Yes. LeBron James is about fifty points shy of three thousand, or thirty thousand. Woohoo! Thirty thousand points. I believe that will make him the youngest player in history to achieve thirty thousand points. Jesus! I said to myself.
0: He's thirty three now.
1: He's thirty three now. This is Jesus year. This is his Jesus year. (laughs) I said to myself, "Okay, how much time does he have left? If Kareem waited till forty two, yeah, and Michael, you know." On and off for only X amount of years, like 13, 15 right. years. Um, LeBron averages 27 points and a half for his career. He can't do that forever, right? Right. And he's played 15 years? hmm He can't play much longer. Like, if he plays 20 years, that'll be something, right? Right. So Kobe played 20 years. Duncan played, like, 19. Mm-hmm. So let's say LeBron plays 20 years. I'm thinking, let's peel back the numbers. I did some math. Mm Because as you said, what we were talking about, points leaders, I said he's definitely passing Kobe. Right. He might get to Carl Malone. Right. He definitely won't get to Kareem. He'll get to Carl if he's lucky. Right. I did some math. LeBron usually plays about 75 games. A year now, yeah. out of eighty-two. Yeah, I said, what if LeBron only plays seventy games, and instead of twenty-seven points, he averages only twenty-five. Hmm. Lows for him, both both participation-wise and scoring lows.
2: Right.
1: How long would it take him to to make up ground on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? The number is four point five seasons. Mm-hmm. in my mind it was gonna be like eight
0: yeah i would be like maybe another four and a half yeah
1: it's only four and a half
0: lord god this is this is if everything is copacetic with his body barring
1: injury yeah any major catastrophes i hope you know he stays healthy and with us so he if he's alive this dude will be the new scoring champion in the nba
0: and you get to, we get to do, watch that in our lifetime. That's
1: going to be amazing. That's going to be so, <laughs> so cool. I just want to say, anybody out there who is, when the time comes four years from now, mm-hmm. when people are saying, if you're still asking, mm, Kobe or LeBron, if you're still asking, mm, MJ or LeBron.
0: Stop. Stop it. Nope. Nope. You nope. will need
1: to let nope. that go. No, nope. You will need to let nope. it go and just say, nope. hey, this nope. is pretty clear.
0: Between Kobe and MJ, would you say Kobe?
1: Between Kobe and MJ? Yeah.
0: No. Okay, because Kobe's past Michael.
1: No, 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 no. In terms of... I'm projecting. So if he goes four and a half more years in the league, Mm -hmm. he will have... At this point in the career, LeBron has as many championships as Jordan had at this time in their lives. Yeah. He has more points than him, Mm -hmm. more rebounds, more assists.
0: He's been to more... More, More finals, more,
1: finals mm. more like a lot of stuff. He, I'm projecting he, LeBron will have two more championships before it's all done, which will put him one behind Michael. Mm-hmm. And if you are that many points ahead of him, more finals appearances.
0: Longevity wise, he's the, he's the better player. You
1: are going to be the better player. I would take him, in terms of assists too, LeBron's yeah. in the, LeBron will finish number one in points in top five Sorry. in assists? <laughs> Number one in points, top five in assists. Yeah. And rebounds-wise, he'll probably be top 20.
0: <laughs> I forget who it was that was like, what, Michael had, had like, assists like, in oh, general? Oh, that I was forget- uh, Chris Paul. Was it Chris Paul? Uh-huh. Oh Funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, uh, and Scotty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Your boy is about to come up on 30,000 points.
0: It's gonna be wild.
1: That's incredible. He's one of only he'll be one of only seven players to ever do that mm-hmm. in history, and it's about to happen in the next week. It's going to be great. And then in four and a half years, he will become the all-time scoring champion in NBA history. Yep. Moving over everybody. It's going to be awesome. I don't know how to deal.
0: I'm glad that we ended that on a on a high note. Because, wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Alright, let's talk about some dope people, huh? Alright. All right, let's talk about some dope people. Who's your dope person?
1: I am for the first time choosing not just one person, but an organization.
0: What? Say it.
1: I, if contextually,
2: <laughs> what
1: was that? <laughs> contextually, I was. I just want to let the people know. I'm as surprised as you are where I got this from. I was looking
2: uh-huh.
1: on the World Wide web, and I came across something for. NBA launches new social justice platform to promote, quote-unquote, equality and, quote-unquote, diversity. So, like, why is that in quotes? Right. It was from Breitbart. Oh, God. I said, I have to read this bullshit. And so <laughs> I opened it up, and it has a picture of uh, presidents of the Players Association, Chris Paul, LeBron James, standing with Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony at the last SB Awards, mm-hmm. speaking out about um, injustice within... Black circles and the police community, and all the uprising happening. Yeah. And it talks about the new NBA Voices platform. Okay. Which is designed by the NBA to highlight social justice and activism happening on the part of players and communities together.
2: Okay.
1: I was like, whoa. That's that's really progressive and forward, especially in the light of uh, the recent comments by the president. Um, In which the commissioner, Adam Silver, said, oh, if he really did call other countries shithole countries, that's pretty discouraging. Mm -hmm. So we're not in accordance or in alignment with that. Our values will still continue to expand our borders outward to the world with basketball. So and welcoming people in with Mm -hmm. basketball in mind. But this platform is designed to showcase the things that players organizations, communities are doing to try to better their communities and think broadly about the social impacts of actions, words, Mm -hmm. communication. And so examples they give in the article are uh, in February, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, launched, this is last year, a midnight basketball league to provide a safe outlet for local youth. In May, Charlotte Hornets guard Kimball Walker Walker, Mm -hmm. hosted a Bowling outing for a group of youth and their mentors in October Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green and David West hosted a conversation with Oakland youth law enforcement and community leaders in November the Boston Celtics launched a program that brings together students from two vastly different communities to create a set of guidelines to fight bullying and stereotyping Wow! so and then there are various other examples they give when you go to the nba voices website of Mm -hmm. things that they've done in communities and it's just nice that the nba is saying all right let's you know call together all the things that we've been doing and talk about uh, a focus and commitment to diversity equality Mm -hmm. and social justice and for that um my people of the week are the folks at the NBA who organized the NBA Voices um, offshoot? So we're pretty impressed, and that's super awesome. Yeah, I mean it's a league saying we're committed to this. Um, we're not new to this. We're true to this, and we're gonna make a put our you know our money where our mouth is. Yeah, and I'm just I read the whole Breitbart article, mm-hmm. and it seemed to me like this was pro. <laughs> Equality and In diversity. Freikon? Yeah, I think it's fake news. I have no clue what to think anymore. <laughs> the whole world's turned upside down. So, this is also like reframing my perspective on what I should hope to see. Right. At this platform. So, I'm going to have to do more digging to find out more about this. All right. That's what I got.
0: That's a good, dope people, yeah. dope organization. Yeah. Which I'm all about. Yeah. So, mine. Um, is a person that isn't alive today, but I think is a dope person in light of it being the we can, week that we celebrate MLK.
1: We can choose people who've passed.
0: Um, I, I think it makes sense in this instance. Okay. Let me tell you why. Um, so Bernice King, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s youngest daughter, uh-huh. also is the person who oversees the King Center and all these other wonderful things uh, related to her father's legacy, um, tweeted um, on MLK Day, as you honor my father today, please remember and honor my mother as well. She was the architect of the King Legacy and founder of the King Center, which she founded two, two months after daddy died. Without Coretta Scott King, there would be no MLK. Um, I found out that, well, well, I'll go into this. So my dope person is credit Scott King. I feel like we talk a lot about MLK and the great, great work that he's done, uh, but he also had amazing women around him that helped uh, uh, push his agenda forward and of nonviolence and um, equality. And there's some really cool things about credit I think, credit that people don't necessarily know about, and I wanted to highlight them. Um, so she played as many people know, a prominent role in the years after um, the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King and took leadership um, of the struggles of racial equality herself and became active in the women's movement, uh, which is really cool. She's, as mentioned, she's the founder of, uh, she founded the King Center and sought to make his birthday a national holiday. So it was her, like, fighting for that to be a thing. Mm. Um and she finally succeeded when Ronald Reagan signed the legislation, which established Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, she later broadened her scope to include both oppositions, opposition to the apartheid in South Africa, hmm. as well as advocacy for LGBT rights.
1: Whoa! Right? What? Super cool. Um, she, was, she was the wife of a preacher. Yeah. That's big time. Totally. Does that? Do you think that means that MLK was down with it? I would hope so. We don't have any
0: reasons recordings
1: that he, on that. no, okay, interesting.
0: yeah. so um apparently I think I've also read that like literally two days after his assassination, she was working on getting the foundation started mm-hmm. for the King Center, um getting like paperwork and money and all those things together. so like for a woman who was mourning the death of her husband knew that it was imperative that his legacy continued on.
1: I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. that's not as impressive to me, only because I think she probably knew for a long time he was, she was probably surprised every day he was alive.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this was not his first assassination attempt. Right. There was other attempts in his life.
1: She was just waiting. Right. He's like, I'm give myself a day and then I'm going to do this foundation. And
0: we all know no one's perfect. You know, um, Dr. King had some skeletons in his closet as far as cheating is concerned and Things of that nature. Um, so, for a woman to stand by a man that is cheated on her, I don't know how that feels like because I have never. Okay, and but, you know, she built a life with this man and had four children with him and and have done so many things for the world because of because of his legacy. Um, so I think it takes a really strong person to do all those things and to stand up. For things that are, um, mind you, like her husband was targeted by this country and now is mm. celebrated.
1: God, a, and people hear that and they think targeted by law enforcement, the police. FBI. no We mean surveillance, mm-hmm. covertly mm-hmm. attempted sabotage mm-hmm. by the country and labeled as a terrorist Yep. by the U.S. government. Yep. It was it not takes a subtle. Lot. It was yeah. not subtle. No,
0: and it takes a lot to be with someone. I mean, it takes a lot of love to be with someone who mm-hmm. is targeted that way. Boy, you love you love, who you love. Who you love. Um, and it takes a really strong person to continue on his legacy and to mm-hmm. make his, make his uh, message and vision, his dream come to life. So, Coretta, may you rest in power uh, for all the wonderful things you've done. A good
1: good highlight yeah definitely deserving very deserving do you remember the Selma movie yes do you remember the scene where she confronts him Coretta confronts Martin on mm-hmm. the alleged
0: adultery adultery yeah
1: I think I was I know at least one person I've talked to maybe two mm-hmm. where I've asked them about that scene and they've re- retorted with what what scene? There I don't know. I
0: remember that scene. As
1: of the scene where he's in the chair. Yeah. And she's I re- asking I, I, him. I know exactly what you're, you're talking about. And it's about. just like cold-blooded. hmm And they said, that didn't, what are you talking, that must have been a different movie. I said, no, it was no, in Selma. Yeah, it was in Selma. And they s- still could not recall it. People have blocked it from their memories. No, just I haven't completely because put it he's in not the a perfect rec- person. Right, but people were not yeah. ready for that, and I think if, if if there was any part of that that was unclear, they let it be unclear. Yeah, they said, "Oh, is she talking to him about?"
0: We're not going to talk about it. I'm <laughs>
1: not sure what she's talking to him about. Let's move on to the next scene. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Well, good uh, choice. All right. Thanks,
0: man. Thanks, man. All right. I think that's the end of the episode. We should probably move along. Make sure to follow us, tweet at us, Instagram, all the things. It'll be be awesome. So be dope, and we'll catch you later, folks.
1: See ya.